2: week 16
0: is just hours away will there be a monsoon tonight in that jets game i'm getting a little tired of talking about the weather but we of course will update you on what we know welcome to the show everybody starter sit for the afc home games what are we looking at today we got Green Bay at Miami, big game there. Cincinnati at New England. and You look at those two games, Green Bay, Miami, Cincinnati, New England. Are we seeing some, some issues here for Aaron Jones and, AJ D- and uh, Joe Mixon? We'll talk about that. Seattle's at Kansas City. Chargers are at the Colts. Raiders at the Steelers. Atlanta's at Baltimore. Houston's at Tennessee. Four straight games against the Texans for Derrick Henry with 200-plus rushing yards and two or more touchdowns. And New Orleans is at Cleveland. All right. Good morning, everybody. Jamie, what's going on?
3: Uh, just getting ready for all this fun weather talk. Yay. Yeah, I know. If we're not wrong as fantasy analysts, we're definitely going to be right as weathermen.
0: Oh, right, exactly. Um, yeah, I hope everybody got a chance to hear Kevin Roth yesterday. was a little more uh, upbeat than I was expecting. Heath, hello. Mary, I'm not going to speak to you before Christmas. So, Merry Christmas, Heath.
2: Yeah, M- Merry Christmas to you. Um, you are now speaking to me before Christmas, so yeah, <laughs> um, we're going to speak for the next hour. You can um, call him. Yeah, I could. He, yeah, he could call me. Um, yeah, I I heard you say that he was more upbeat, and I just like I know wind is the main pr- problem and pre- precipitation if it's really terrible, but Chris Towers put something in the newsletter yesterday or the day before about like when it's this cold. As cold as so many of these games are going to be, that affects scoring, too. Yeah. Uh,
0: Um, Freezing temperature. Actually, there's a great article on our website breaking it down. There's a fantasy angle, a betting angle. Um, Chris was part of this article. It was written by three people. But I'm just going to read straight from it. Cold weather has little impact on league scoring. Since 2000, league-wide scoring drops less than two points per game in freezing temperatures, while passing and rushing numbers don't move significantly. But there is a difference between you know thirty degrees and negative and feels like negative fifteen. I get that Heath so yeah, what do you think here yeah, what what's your take
2: on which game
0: on cold weather, I guess, on the freezing temperatures
2: yeah well, I don't think um I don't think two two points per game is nothing in an NFL game when I mean, you're talking about five probably five percent. Decrease right there just because of freezing weather. And then most of these games we're looking at are in the 10 to 11 degrees range.
0: Yeah. Um, well, the, the three that we're most concerned about are the Browns game, Browns and uh, Saints, the Bills, Bears, and tonight's game potentially.
2: And cold weather car. And cold weather car. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I put a link. Or I, sorry. I tweeted a link to the article about how weather impacts scoring. Um, wind has more of an impact on offensive production, especially if it hits 15 plus miles per hour. In those games, you lose about a touchdown compared with indoor games and four points from an average game. Saints Browns and Bills Bears are currently the games in that territory. If you combine cold weather and wind, you know, 15 plus mile per hour wind and freezing temperatures. There have been 44 games since 2000 with freezing temperatures and 15 plus mile per hour wins. Those games averaged 37.9 points per game. That is terrible. Uh, so hopefully we don't have that. All right. Enough of that pessimistic stuff. Jamie, who do we love this week?
3: Uh, the start of the week is J.K. Dobbins. Um, you know, I, I went back and looked uh, the first time I mentioned him in the waiver wire column, and I remember. Uh, There was a little skepticism about what kind of impact he would make when he came back, and and what I wrote in the week thirteen column at the time was, what you want him for is the Cleveland and the Atlanta game, and hopefully he's back before then, and looking like J.K. Dobbins, and we got it a week earlier because he came back for Pittsburgh, and was fantastic, and then he was great against the Browns as well, so he's got a um, 145 yards rushing in in the two games, excuse me, 245 yards rushing in the two games. Uh, one touchdown. Clearly, he's not going to work in the passing game. Uh, the Lamar Jackson injury could sway how this goes for him to, I think, maybe the ceiling. But looking at this Falcons defense, they've given up uh, eight games with, I think it's 18 or more PPR points to running backs on the season. Um, I'll get it just to be accurate yep. here. Uh, in any event, he's going to probably rush for 100 yards. He's going to probably have a chance to score. Uh, I think he'll catch maybe a pass or two, depending on how how things go. And... Uh, I think he's got number top 10 upside if he scores based on what he looked like last week. So uh, excited about J.K. Dobbins again, looking at this matchup and how it was going to unfold. For him.
0: Uh, and a running back has had 17 or more carries against the Falcons in five straight games. If you get that from Dobbins, that'd be great. Obviously, Gus Edwards is a factor as well. Heath, I don't think you're quite as high on Dobbins, right?
2: I've got him around 15, I think, 17.
0: Oh, yeah, 17. In full PPR? Yeah, Jamie and Dave have him 12th, you have him 17th. I mean, I get it, right? It's a, you know, I just I'm sorry, I don't mean to you know say this in a mean way, Jamie, but after you went with Pacheco last week, very similar profile, not as good as Dobbins. I don't
3: think there's a McKinnon behind uh, Dobbin's last time I checked, though.
0: <laughs> well, there's an Edwards, though.
3: Right? I mean, yeah, I mean, look, he's gonna get his work. Um, I I think they, you know, the fact that they ran for 200 yards as a team and scored three points last week is a little, <laughs> uh, a little frustrating. I'm sure on their end, and weather, I think, will play a factor in this. Uh, I I do think. If Lamar Jackson returns, that will help as well. So still something to keep an eye on. But this is uh, a little bit better spot for him, I think, than what they were last week. All right, Heath, who do you love? And Pacheco fumbled. You know, he was he, he yeah. frustrating.
2: Yeah, Pacheco, uh, yeah, right. Go ahead. Who, who um, do you love Well, Gardner-Rinchu is playing football, so I think we should probably put gardner inchu in this spot. He's a uh, top 10 to 12 quarterback, depending on uh, the t- time of day that I update my quarterback rankings, kind of go back and forth between him and... Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, and Daniel Jones, those four populating basically QB 9 through 12 in my rankings. And and maybe if I get concerned enough about the weather, it'll be 8 through 11 because I might have to move Trevor Lawrence behind them. But like the fact that he'll be playing in controlled conditions, I'm uh, leaning towards those guys a little bit more. He's been a low-end number one quarterback basically his entire career whenever he started. And those games have been played with far worse weapons than A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. We saw him in this system with the starters one time last year. He scored 22.8 fantasy points. He played another meaningless game with some backups, but we're not going to... I think he had 18 in that one. Um, Very, very solid quarterback. Outstanding surrounding cast. I think he has a chance to uh, deliver fantasy victories, and I'll be going up against him in the IDP League, unfortunately.
0: Are you sure... Well, I don't know if you will. Are you sure that... He was a low end number one quarterback, uh, bo- ten to fourteen. Because I don't think he was. I had him as like top twenty one year, about sixteenth one year. The problem is he, he had, had a lot. Of, he had he, some every games. Year where he's he didn't had start. partial games. Yeah, because yeah, right, right. They
2: they jerked him around because they were trying the, the second year they were trying to tank and he was too good. Yeah. And the first year they had the uh, Nick Foles thing where he played a couple half games. Right. I believe if you look at the games where Gardner Minshew played all of the snaps, he's been somewhere between tenth and fourteenth on a on a per okay. game basis.
0: Well, that's good to know. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm yeah, it's it's Minshew, it's Minshew Lawrence. I mean, or Brady you love for love You like him
2: more than Geno Smith? I did. Oh,
0: I don't like him more than Geno Smith. Uh, I I didn't see Geno Smith was available on waivers, and I picked up Minshew instead, and I hate myself for it. Anyway, uh, who are we avoiding,
3: Jamie? Uh, All the guys basically in the passing game for the Browns and the Saints. Uh, It's just going to be ugly. That's the weather game I think you got to worry about the most. And there's a lot of question marks to begin with, you know, besides the weather. You know, Deshaun Watson hasn't been a great fantasy quarterback in the three games that he's played. Amari Cooper has struggled with him. Um, I don't want to trust Donovan Peoples-Jones in the weather. And then the other side, Chris Olave's, you know, struggling right now, dealing with an injury on top of it that he's mispracticed. And so, um, I think when it comes to the running backs this game, I'm fine with them uh, as long as obviously Nick Chubb plays. But in regards to Watson, Cooper, Peoples-Jones, Najoku, and Olave, and even Jawan Johnson now as a streamer, I would, I would try to avoid them if you can. I actually like Taysom Hill maybe not significantly better than, than Johnson, but better than Johnson now because I think he's going to have a big opportunity to run the ball in this matchup.
0: See, they do have two starting tight ends. How about that? After all, believe no, I have one. Oh, just one? Okay. Uh, Heath, who do you uh, want to avoid this week?
2: Yeah, I, I had to amend that, that uh, Saints conversation when I realized they were going to be playing in the, what are they calling it? Bomb Cyclone? Yeah. I uh-huh. believe a bomb Cyclone. That does not sound good. I agree with everything Jamie said. Um, I'm completely staying away from Marquise Brown. I, I'd like to stay away from DeAndre Hopkins, but he's just too good. And so he's still a, a high end or low end number one, high end number two. But I think this Cardinals pass game is going to be pretty awful with uh, Trace McSorley running things. And so Marquise Brown, not a top 36 wide receiver in any format for me.
0: Okay. Uh, Well, if you are into the NFL draft, okay, maybe your NFL team kind of stinks this year and you're looking forward to the draft. Well, we got a new podcast for you. Now, you may know Ryan Wilson is one of the hosts of the Pick 6 podcast Uh, or for his Fantasy Football Today appearances during draft season. You definitely know Rick Spielman as the guy that drafted fantasy studs like Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson in real life during his time as GM with the Vikings. Well, Ryan and Rick have a brand-new weekly NFL draft podcast called With the First Pick, where they dive deep into mock drafts, prospect profiles, stock watch, and more. Uh, This is going to be a must-listen, folks. I'm, I'm fired up to take a listen to this. It's called With the First Pick. Check it out anywhere you listen to podcasts. News and notes. All right. Jalen Hurts still hasn't been ruled out. We're obviously expecting Gardner Minshew, um, but he hasn't been ruled out. Lamar Jackson still missing practice. Tyler Huntley also was limited with a shoulder injury. Uh, As of right now, who do you guys expect to be the quarterback for the Ravens?
3: As of right now, still Lamar Jackson, but you got to be prepared to not have him, so you know, desperate situation and you're stuck. You could either wait out Huntley if you have him or, or start Zach Wilson tonight in what could be bad weather. But, you know, you're starting Trevor Lawrence over him.
0: Um, Kenny Pickett is going to start this week. Ryan Tannehill is likely out for the season. Huge, huge news. That's
3: just one report that I, I haven't seen it from any of the top guys yet, you know, so. Okay. Not to dispute the, the guys covering the team that are suggesting that, but I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to at least wait until I see, you know, something from Schefter wrap on that one.
2: Okay.
0: And obviously, I mean, this is... Playoff implications and maybe the
2: Jaguars are going to win the AFC South, that, but that will make that prediction correct. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Malik Willis
0: in two starts has thrown for a combined one hundred and thirty-five yards at Houston and at Kansas
3: City. You're saying he's not good?
0: I'm saying sit Traylon Burks. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen still limited with the elbow injury. I guess it's I don't I don't know if it's worse than it was, uh, but he had not been listed with it recently, and he has been so far this week. You know, we're going to talk about that game tomorrow, but, but do you start Trevor Lawrence over Josh Allen?
3: No. If it was perfect weather, then maybe, but no.
0: Okay. Nick
2: Foles is going to start for the Colts. Does that have a big impact
0: on Michael Pittman, Heath?
2: It had an impact on Michael Pittman. Um, I think it uh, lowers his ceiling and it lowers his floor. He could be absolutely awful. Uh, Matt Ryan hasn't been very good, but at least we knew what Matt Ryan was going to do. So it, it's a downgrade. I think Pittman's a uh, a number three wide receiver. It's a downgrade. Interesting, because I thought maybe it couldn't really get any worse than Matt Ryan.
0: Well, uh, I guess did you Mellinger... see
2: what happened the last time they bench? Yeah, Mellinger. but but Nick Foles isn't isn't Sam Ellinger. When was the last time that Nick Foles played a game with Chicago last year? I think. Did he, did he start one last year? He threw for 200 yards and a touchdown
0: on 35 pass attempts and one start with the Bears last year. That's awful. His numbers right. since the Super Bowl season have mm-hmm. been pretty similar, but, I, but better than what Matt Ryan has averaged in the, la, in the last five games since Jeff Saturday took over. But, okay, you say it's a downgrade for Michael Pittman. Um, running back news. So big stuff here. All right, Ken Walker missed practice. DJ Dallas was limited. Nick Chubb has been missing practice with a foot injury. So, Jamie, you look at those two running back situations. Just give me your quick thoughts on Seattle at Kansas City and the Browns hosting uh, the Saints.
3: I think the Seahawks are just being cautious with Ken Walker is the way I would read it because of the ankle injury he sustained, the fact that he played last Thursday, uh, played his normal allotment of snaps, didn't seem to have an issue. I'm guessing it's just rest and we'll get a, a limited practice. If not today, by by Friday. Um, for uh, for Chubb, it's a little concerning because you know this popped up seemingly out of nowhere. But again, I'm going to guess it's also maintenance. So at this point, I'm not panicking. Uh, but if you do have to make a choice between Zonovan Knight and one of those guys, and that's your worst case scenario, then maybe you just have to pull the trigger if they don't practice again. But I, I think if you have... Walker, you can go pick up DJ Dallas to see because he practices on a limited basis. And so I think, you know, DJ Dallas, not Knight, that's type, kind of the same thing thing to me. Really? If Dallas is the starter for the Seahawks? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. Uh, are they going to practice on Friday? Because these are all Saturday games. I mean, it's like.
3: Oh, I guess we'll find out today then.
0: Yeah. So it's got to be. Most of these games are Saturday games. <sighs> I'm trying to look at the. Uh, hourly forecast for tonight in East Rutherford, trying to get an update there. Looks like 15 mile per hour winds and 100% chance of rain. Not that cold. From what
2: I saw, the wind was supposed to get worse at like 10 p.m., which I guess would be third or fourth quarter. They've got some major wind advisory from 10 p.m. tonight to 10 p.m. tomorrow. Mm. Ugh, gosh.
0: Ugly weekend. Okay, what else we got in the running back department here? We've got Khalil Herbert's going to play this week. A.J. Dillon is going to play this week. Jeff Wilson was limited. Chase Edmonds is going to play this week. Heath, did you downgrade David Montgomery or Latavius Murray? Montgomery gets the bills. Uh, Murray at the Rams on Sunday with Khalil Herbert and Chase Edmonds coming back.
2: I hadn't moved Chase Edmonds in. I might. It might be just a slight ding, but he's been sharing with Marlon Mack. Anyway, and I don't think Chase Edmonds is going to take over the running downs from Latavius Murray. It was just a little bit of a ding to Montgomery's rush workload, but I think in Khalil Herbert's first game back, I would expect them to be cautious with him. And I don't think he's going to touch Montgomery on passing downs, so Montgomery's still a top 12 running back for me, as usual.
0: Does the weather change anything for the running backs
2: in that Buffalo game? It makes me like them more. I expect more rush attempts. Okay uh bam night that one's that one's also one of the ones with with winds expected to be yeah. 15 to 20 miles an hour
0: that's one of the the three big uh, bad ones this week uh zonovan Knight expected to play tonight naji harris missed practice with a hip injury probably be all right damian harris was limited wide receiver news Corey davis is going to play tonight right is that official he's going to play or is just expected to play
3: he is off the injury report so yes you would expect that he's able to play
0: all right, Corey Davis in Chris Olave and Traylon Burke. Oh, Chris Olave has been missing practice, but you're not going to start him anyway. Traylon Burke's practice in full, but you're not going to start him anyway. Uh, Tyler Lockett's out. Miko Hardman likely to play. Marquise Goodman was Goodwin was limited. We're expecting him to play. Heath likes him quite a bit. Uh, let's see. Brandon Cooks practiced in full. Nico Collins did not. He missed practice. Chris Moore was limited. Who do you like better, Brandon Cooks or Chris Moore at Tennessee?
3: I have a sneaky feeling Brandon Cooks comes back and. Surprises us, so I ranked him ahead of Chris Moore. Now, they, they
2: neither one will be in my top thirty-five, probably. But yeah, I I, I kind of like that.
3: I uh, actually I put it Cooks at thirty-six and yeah. Moore at thirty-seven. Okay, there you go.
2: Deontay Johnson
0: was limited. Devontae Parker mispractice. Julio Jones was limited. So if you have Russell Gage, keep that in mind. Julio Jones was limited. Might play this week. T. Higgins practiced in full. That's good news. I can give you a little more confidence to start him. And Cortland Sutton was limited. At tight end, Dallas Goddard's going to play. Noah Fant mispractice. We're hoping he plays. I got a good stat on him later in the show. Hayden Hurst practiced, and he expects to play. Tampa Bay. Could you imagine if Donovan Smith doesn't play this week? Their left tackle he missed practice with a foot injury. These are offensive line notes here. Um, and Tristan Wirfs is making progress, but they've had one offensive line injury after another. Uh, more news it looks looks good for the Jets tonight. I mean, Corey Davis is going to play, but on defense, Lamarcus Joyner and Quinn Williams are both trending in the right direction. Chase Young could play for the Commanders this week. Linebacker Jordan Brooks for the Seahawks was limited. Uh, Miles Garrett and Deshaun and uh, Jadevian Clowney, pardon me. Miles Garrett and Jadevian Clowney are both missing practice. So we'll keep an eye on that. And Calais Campbell and Marcus Peters missed practice for the
2: Ravens. Jets I- up to uh, two point favorites now. Really? Interesting. Why? I don't know. What the hell do well, I know? They've, they're playing at home, they've won more games than Jacksonville this year. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Though they have a better defense, Uh and and I think the bad weather, like if you're taking away the ability to pass, that benefits the Jets because they already can't pass. I'm such a jinx. Anyway,
0: I Knicks had an eight-game winning streak. I finally bet them last night, and they lost. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
3: All
0: right, let's go to uh, let's do one question for each game here. Green Bay at Miami. Heath, do you have any concerns about starting Aaron Jones?
2: No. Why would I?
0: Because he sp- split pretty evenly with A.J. Dillon. He lost the goal line work. No. Can you expand on that a little bit? I,
2: I have lots of concerns. Of- well,
1: that's the game of the week,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the new mark for the game of the week, yeah. The Packers at the Dolphins, Yeah. Okay, sorry, Heath, can you expand on that? Welcome to the game, okay. <laughs> so Heath. This is the thing you've been doing all year? <laughs> yeah, Dave's too
2: smart. Dave like, gets it every time now, so sorry we had to do it to you. It doesn't bother me, it's... It's fun, it's right? Good. It's inspiring music. Um, it, yeah, it reminds me of the Real Men of Genius commercial. That's
0: exactly, yes, that's what I said, yes. Good. <laughs> okay.
2: Um. Right, sorry, I, I know you don't... Re-
0: but, uh. yeah... All right, you know what? I'm going to give you two games of the two games here, right? Uh Packers, Dolphins and Bengals Patriots. Any concerns about Aaron Jones or Joe Mixon with po- workloads potentially changing and just so everyone knows, I mean Aaron Jones, like you look at the numbers from last week and it doesn't look that way, but AJ Dillon left, he was in the concussion, he was look, evaluated for a concussion and before that the the numbers were very even and even on third downs. Uh so anyway, Jones and Mixon what do you think there?
2: I, I guess I have a little bit more concern about Mixon because he's playing the Patriots. Um, and because his his workload, like he only had one carry in the first half last week. We've seen Aaron Jones' workload kind of bounce all over the place, and you always have that slight concern. He's had more disappointing games this year than I expected. But he's still, on the whole, been very, very good. And I'd have no in, in, like even thought of benching him.
0: Okay uh mixon would you bench mixon for say dobbins yes you would okay would you bench mixon for ken walker if he plays if he's a full go all right so jamie that brings us to our next game seattle at kansas city who is the best running back in the seahawks chiefs game
3: the best running back in the seahawks chiefs game is jarek mckinnon
0: even if ken walker's full go
3: yeah, I think so. I mean, the fact that he's banged up a little bit is not encouraging. And you know, the the concern really for McKinnon obviously is you know the lack of carries for any running back that you know is so reliant on his receiving totals. But how do you get away from what he's done at this point? You know, and so Michael Harmon's return could could certainly ruin that. And you know, you've noted this a lot. You know, game flow can can ruin that potentially if he's if they're playing with a big lead, which is not a would not be a big surprise, but. Uh Heath Heath has alluded to this that it feels as if they're trying to ramp him up for the playoffs. And you know, that could certainly be something that they're they're using plus the Pacheco fumble last week. So I, I think you just gotta ride the hot hand at that point. At this point.
0: Uh Dobbins or McKinnon, full PPR.
3: I still lean Dobbins, but I could I, I, I can't really fight anybody that's gonna go the other way based on how McKinnon's looked.
2: Heath, who you got? I've got McKinnon.
0: Oh I'm so nervous. What about Hardman? Does that matter? Because his his production's really taken off since Hardman went on IR.
2: I don't think it matters. Listen, you don't know which section of the red zone playbook Andy Reid's going to be in this weekend. <laughs> but um, so I. But they've been very very cautious when they brought Juju back from the concussion. I think he played thirty five percent of the snaps. Um, we saw Kadarius Tony get a used back in last week. I, I don't expect Hartman to play a full complement of snaps at all.
0: Uh, who's your favorite, Heath? Uh, your favorite real man of genius?
2: Um, I don't think I remember <laughs> any of them. Um, Mr. Vending there, Machine
0: Repair Man. Mr. There was really, one about. Really bad toupee Wear? M- br-
2: what? Really
0: bad toupee wearer.
2: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch Speaking of. This type of humor. I did watch Office Christmas party last night. Oh, what'd you think? Three and a half stars. Out of three point seven five? Out of five. Oh. It's oh. fun.
0: It's very fun. N-
2: nothing wrong with it. My wife what fell it? asleep, but
0: you Okay. Know. I'm sorry. I, I I realized after that I should have recommended the night before, which is better. But hopefully you can watch that one next. Okay. Right. Chargers and Colts. Star, start all chargers, sit all colts.
1: Uh, yeah. Perfect.
0: Who would you rather start as a waiver wire pickup? Let's say it's half PPR. Marquise Goodwin at Kansas City or Zach Moss against the Chargers?
3: Uh, I would start Goodwin. Goodwin.
0: Okay. Vegas at Pittsburgh. Do you have more faith in Darren Waller or Deontay Johnson this
3: week? In full PPR, Deontay Johnson.
2: As a flex, it's Deontay Johnson and not particularly close, but Darren Waller is a tight end. So right. that helps him a lot.
0: Well, look, I mean, Deontay Johnson with Mitchell Trubisky is, is like a must start player, but it's going to be Kenny Pickett. And he's about 11 points usually with Kenny Pickett, something like that. So,
2: um, yeah. all right. 11 feel pretty good for Darren Waller most weeks. Yeah.
0: Uh, Waller, what did he play? 40% of the snaps? I don't remember. Not a full snap share. Uh, had a touchdown, so hopefully gets worked in a little bit more. Okay, Atlanta at Baltimore. Uh, my question was about J.K. Dobbins, so I will pivot to another one. Uh, you know, this this is going to sound a little Is radic- there somebody
3: else in this game yeah. besides Andrews?
0: Yeah, you know, the Saints have a, a terrific defense now. It's pass defense. And Drake London had, what was it, 7 for 70 or so against them? He did have a fumble. So can you start him at the Ravens? Drake
2: London. Low end number
0: three. Uh,
3: could you? Yes. Should, <laughs> Should you? you? Probably <laughs> not. I mean, it's it's a bad weather game with, you know, a, a quarterback going outdoors in this environment that he's probably used to. I mean he played Cincinnati, but I, I think this is gonna be a defense that's gonna make him really uncomfortable. Plus it's gonna be a low scoring game. So um in PPR, could he be a number three receiver? Sure. Uh, I don't think he's gonna score. And Marlon Humphrey may make things uncomfortable for him. What are you gonna do
2: the official weather report for each game at the start of each game, Adam? No. I don't know what the what the weather forecast is in Baltimore.
3: Cold with light wind.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean the way I'm approaching it is we'll see what happens tonight, but I expect a lot of rain. Uh the two games that you'd like to avoid, the especially the non-must starts are the Cleveland New Orleans game, everyone in the passing game there, which Jamie already said, and the Buffalo Chicago game, which is interesting, very interesting, you know, I guess Stefan Diggs, is that a tough call for you guys?
3: I'm wonder, not Bec- sitting him. I mean, I right. dropped him from top five to top 10.
2: Okay. I but- wonder if it actually helps Dawson Knox because I don't think they're just going to not throw the ball. and wonder if it's more short area targets. So yeah. Knox gets more targets.
3: Yeah, maybe.
0: Uh, <laughs> it can put to rest any Gabe Davis debate. That's yes. for sure. Um, and then the other games are just cold. So I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I mean, guys going out there in freezing temperatures are not going to be quite as good, but. What is like slight downgrade in a lot of those outdoor games? Uh, all right, finally, Houston. At, oh, Houston at Tennessee is Derek Henry the only player worth starting?
3: Yes. I
2: I I don't mind uh, Jordan Akins. Titans have given up some, quite a bit of production to tight ends, and he has five or more targets in three of his last four games
3: question is, though, do you start him? <laughs> like I don't know how many people are starting him at this point. Like You could tie in premium league, you know, desperate, desperate, desperate situation, but I'm with you. I think he could play well. He's a good DFS player.
0: Well, how about Akins or Okonkwo?
2: Akins. Aikens for sure, especially if it's Malik Willis and Traylon Birksbeck. Yeah.
0: New Orleans at Cleveland. Do you like the running backs in this game? We're avoiding the passing game, but do you like the running backs, Kamara and either Chubb or Kareem Hunt?
3: I think you've seen what Kamara probably is at this point, and it's you know probably 18 to 20 carries moving forward and minimal role in the passing game plus the weather factor in that regard. So he's going to get his share of work, but Chubb should get upwards of 15 carries if he's fine.
2: You yeah, think Chubb, good number one running back if he's fine, and Kamara, good number two running back?
0: All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get further into Green Bay at Miami. We'll talk about Christian Watson and really a lot of tough decisions in this game here. Um, So we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: The Packers are at the Dolphins. Packers still have some hope for the playoffs. Dolphins obviously do as well. This is a very big game. And, yeah, I guess it could be rainy here, but whatever. South Florida, that happens. Um, so, stat of the game, in their last eight games, only four wide receivers have more than 70 yards against the Dolphins. They are Khalif Raymond, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen. Only three wide receivers in those eight games have scored a touchdown. Uh, who are the ones who have been bad, like, good ones? Amari Cooper was terrible, Ayuk was bad, the Bills wide receivers were bad, so... I don't know if they're really getting better, but at least they're not getting destroyed anymore uh, by wide receivers. So anyway, Jamie, it's I don't think anyone's starting Lazard at this point. Probably not Dobbs. What do you think about Christian Watson?
3: I think you gamble on him as a low-end number two, high-end number three receiver. You know, So if you've been starting him and you don't have better options, you just hope that the touchdown comes as he just missed on one last week. Um, if you have better options, like I have him in one league where I have Christian Kirk and Juju Smith Schuster and AJ Brown. So he's out for me. Um, but you know, if I, if, if he had scored, I would have had probably a tougher decision to make with, with probably Kirk. But I, I think, you know, you just, you just, you, you saw last week, you know, there was another mouth to feed, um, a, a, a talented mouth that they like in, in Romeo Dobbs. And so, Someone was going to lose. It was Lazard at a big way, but you know, Watson did as well. And so this is a team that's running the ball very well. You see what they want to do in the red zone at this point. They want to run the ball. And so he could get the Xavier Howard treatment. So it could be tougher for him, even as on top of that.
0: Yeah, you got he got a decent amount of the Jalen Ramsey treatment last week, and that had a big a big role in his quiet game. But Watson also had uh one end zone target and two. Green zone targets, I believe, in that game, so still involved there. Um, Heath, uh, what do you think about A.J. Dillon and his emerging role? Any interest in him this week?
2: I think he's a really, really good flex. I wouldn't want to start him as a top 24 running back, um, but he's a solid, solid flex that has the upside to get you a big day and get into the end zone against the Dolphins. But there's also the risk that he has something like seven carries for – 30 yards and catches one pass or two passes. Um, so not much floor. All
0: right. Jay in our chat wants you to rank Bam Knight, Ken Walker, and A.J. Dillon.
2: Walker, Knight, Dillon.
3: Uh, Walker, Dillon, Knight for me. Uh, the the thing, uh, like the, there's, there's four guys that I struggle with. It's Latavius Murray, Raheem Mostert with the potential of Jeff Wilson coming back, DeAndre Swift, and Dillon. and, you know, when you look at those guys, you know, three of them are coming off huge games. Swift has clearly struggled the last couple of weeks, but you could see him having a big game against the Panthers. So, if Jeff Wilson plays, I would play Dylan over Mostert. If uh, Latavius Murray continues to be on the injury report, and they you hear anything about Chase Edmonds having a bigger role, I'd play Dylan over those guys. So he's right outside my top twenty-four. I agree with you; he's a good flex, um, better in non and half PPR than he is in full PPR. although give him credit; he's got three catches in three games in a row. Yeah, and so. This could be, you know, just the the guy we were waiting for all season to finally start playing like this. He's he's finally starting playing like this.
2: And, and it makes sense like home games this time of year to run AJ Dillon a lot because who wants to tackle that guy in this in cold weather? Um obviously not an issue this week though.
3: It's gonna
0: be cold in South Florida. <laughs> it is. It is. What's it gonna be like 70? 50. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, I don't the the catches for Dillon... It reminds me of just a little bit of Pacheco because his catches had been up, but he wasn't running any more routes, and that's the same thing with Dylan. He did play more on third down last week, which is good, but he hasn't really been running more routes. So I don't really know if that there's an explanation for the catches, and that's a little flimsy, you know. Could always go back to zero, one catch, something like that. But he does have nine catches in his last three games. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you guys have any any interest in him? You know, with all the cold weather out there, with all the bad weather. This is, I guess, fifty degrees, but still won't be bad uh, conditions for Rogers. Heath starter sit Aaron Rodgers.
2: Yep, muted. Right around fifteen or sixteen for me. I, <laughs> I, I, um, I would start him over Derek Carr. I'd start him over Deshaun Watson. Um, I, I had him. I was going back and forth between him and Purdy. I would start him over Purdy. I would definitely start Gardening renshu over Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he's in that.
3: The only thing that point range. Only thing that makes me a little leery about sitting Aaron Rodgers is Vegas has this game at a very very high total. And so is that they're expecting Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon to go nuts? In which case, clearly, you know what Heath and I are saying about AJ Dillon is wrong because I don't think Aaron Jones is going to score, you know, three touchdowns in this game. Um, or Aaron Rodgers has a, a big game here. Now he has not played well on the road for the majority of the season in terms of his fantasy production. He's obviously not playing well as a fantasy quarterback the last three games overall. And so can he snap out of that against the Dolphins? Their pass rush has not been to the level I think that they wanted following the Chubb trade. And their secondary still has some issues aside from Howard. So can he find some holes? You know, it wouldn't surprise me, but I think you just have to be pretty uh, pretty in a tough spot that you couldn't get Minshew and play him over Rodgers as well.
2: It's just, it's like He hasn't even had 230 yards passing since week nine.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, On the other side, Tua. He got him third. Jamie's got him seventh. Dave has Tua seventh. And, you know, if Vegas is expecting a lot of points in this game, I, I think it's fair to say the Dolphins offense has not been itself in the last three games. I think probably steps in the right direction against the Bills. But... They really haven't been themselves lately.
3: It's also three straight road games, too, so now they're back home.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. They're
2: at San Francisco, a second game on the West Coast at the Chargers, and then at the Bills. But they like stayed.
0: I mean, they did stay on the West Coast. It's not like they were
2: that. That's traveling. a terrible stretch. I think they get back home against probably the worst defense that they've seen in a month and put up a big number.
0: Is Green Bay worse than the Chargers? And the Chargers give up a ton of points, and Tua sucked against them. But— all right, fair enough. The only, the only thing like, like about Tua is that big stretch, right? 35, 30, 29 points. Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland. Two of those games are super easy matchups. So I I don't know. I'm, I'm just yeah, – I,
3: I think we you got to trust that, you know, he's not that guy in terms of the ceiling. He's also not the guy that we saw, I think, in terms of the floor. You know, he was getting you 17 points and 13 points in, in this three-game stretch. Uh, well, he got 21 against the, the – the 17 was against Houston their last home game. But, you know, 21 against um, the Bills. Yeah. I think that's probably a little on the low side of where he should be. I think he's probably a 23-point guy this week. So can he exceed that? You know, potentially. But, the you know, Heath sort of alluded to this before. When you're looking at the landscape of, for us, ranking, and and I'm sure for some lineup decisions, he does not have weather concerns. You know, so that that's something I think that's a a, a benefit to somebody who's – Got the ability to give you, you know, a 40 point game.
0: Yeah. So, Dave and Jamie have him seventh, and Heath, you have two a third. You think you're going to stick with that ahead of Burrow, ahead of Herbert?
2: Yeah, that's the thing is like having a guy that doesn't have weather concerns and doesn't have matchup concerns. Um, Herbert, Herbert doesn't, I guess, but Herbert hasn't shown us anywhere close to the upside that Chua has this season.
0: Okay. Um, let's talk about the Dolphins running backs here. Everyone's going to start Tyreek Hill and just Jalen Waddell. You guys must start.
2: Mustard. Yes. Okay.
0: So the Packers... Oh, weather. He's got a while. <laughs> the Packers have a really bad run defense now. They are giving up five yards per carry to running backs. They, Cam Akers had a good game against them. Cam Akers had his longest carry of the season against them. Um, yeah, so Jamie, your thoughts on Mostert if he plays? And you already said you'd put him behind Dylan if... Or sorry, if Wilson plays. Uh, but yeah, the with and without Jeff Wilson, what do you think of Raheem Mostert, And I guess Jeff Wilson.
3: Mostert, I think you have to treat as the lead guy. You know, that that may flip on its head again because we saw when they made the trade, Wilson was the guy for that two or three-game stretch before uh, they went on this, you know, three-game trip. So I think coming off the game he had against Buffalo with 150 total yards, he should be the lead guy. Um, But if Wilson is there, I think they're both high-end flexes. So I would take the, the, the production of what you've gotten from Dylan the last three weeks over the one game of Mostert in terms of just comparing them. But Wilson, who knows how much he'll pull down, Mostert in terms of production. So, the thing about the Dolphins' run game, and you you mentioned it, that the the matchup is good. It's always dependent on what Mike McDaniel wants to do. Does he actually want to run the ball? You know, we've we've seen that a few times where they just want to throw, throw, and throw some more. And the you know we're we're gonna get a lot of this this weekend probably. You know, if if weather and matchup allows it. Pro Bowl snubs. Tua was the fan vote. Yeah. And did not get the Pro Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I would imagine, you know, for a guy, certainly his NFL career, that's, you know, taken some of these things to heart and his coach seems to be uh, somebody that has his back. I wouldn't be surprised to Heath's ranking if Tua comes out and goes for, you know, 303 um, based on, uh, you know, look what you did to my guy. Look what I didn't get. And I'm going to show you I deserve it.
0: If Jeff Wilson were out, I mean, would you skyrocket Raheem Mostert? Would he be a must start? You know, would, would he be ahead of Dobbins?
3: No, we have moster ranked right now as if Wilson's not playing.
0: And where do you have him? 24? Yeah. Why so low? Just because, because of the of, the uncertain rushing role.
3: The uncertain game plan. Right. Like yeah. the only the only thing that we've seen from them is oh my god it's going to snow. Let's run Raheem Mostert you know like that's well my take on it was they didn't do it against the chargers and that run defense was all Yeah too. and
0: that, that I thought they learned their lesson and I thought that's what happened right they they got way too pass heavy not nearly balanced enough and got back to it a little bit um and it worked and I think you have to do that I think they I think they just got too predictable But that's just my theory. I don't know if that's true. Um, All right, so never mind. I guess he's not a must-start guy then. Uh, No, I I think he's a good
3: number two running back if Wilson doesn't play. But this is not a bad week for running backs, too. You know, like I I think you could find some some good production from a lot of different guys. And so, you know, you want to compare him to Dobbins, for example, um, because you asked about that. He had one catch, you know. So it's not like the role in the passing game is dramatically different for him than it is for Dobbins.
0: All right, Cincinnati is at New England. Here you're going to sit Mike Kosicki, by the way. Bengals and the Patriots. uh, I don't know. It's kind of... I feel like this is an obvious game, uh, but I'll give you a stat anyway. T. Higgins is averaging just under eight targets per game with Jamar Chase. Uh, That does not count the games that Higgins left early with his injuries. And all of this season, there have only been two wide receivers who have had big games with fewer than eight targets against the Patriots. Uh, But I'm sure you're going to start T. Higgins, right? (laughs) Yep. Yes. I don't know. I mean I don't want to meander on this game uh if we don't if we don't need to here. It's like you start Burrow, Higgins, Chase, Stevenson, and then we can talk about Mixon, but not gonna start Jacoby Myers, are you?
3: Um number number three receiver in PPR. Low end number three receiver in PPR.
0: Did he have a good game last week? What happened with with Jacoby Myers last week? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, did you right. hear? Uh, did you hear Horowitz's call? By the way,
0: I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah that's <laughs> the thing. Stunned. Is like I could
2: see a situation where Jacoby Myers doesn't get to play this week.
0: Uh, oh yeah.
2: I. I feel or maybe they him. come out and give him like four targets in the first quarter. I, I don't know.
3: But the, the thing, the thing you got to wonder though, and I know he took ownership for it. Was that really his call? What do you mean? What? What? Because. The way that it, it looked could have been like, okay, we're we're gonna try and win this now. Let's try and get a miracle play here.
0: No way! I cannot imagine that they would be that stupid to do well, that. I have think you
2: watched the rest of their offensive play calling this season.
0: No chance that they. Okay, obviously the probability of winning on that play is so low. The probability of it being returned for a touchdown is is got to be higher, given what we've seen. I think they just made a mistake. <laughs> Dave said it on the show Sunday night that, you know, what, what you guys, I guess, whoever he was watching with, the theory was Stevenson flips it back to him. And then it just triggered something in Jacoby Myers' brain, like, oh, okay, we're doing the lateral thing now. And he just kept
3: probably, going with it. was probably true.
0: Yeah, I think and I think I don't think Stevenson was supposed to do that. No way. It's if if that was called by the coaches, everyone, including Belichick, Robert Kraft should be fired. There's I can't imagine that was called by the coaches.
3: I I mean just saying. I, I can't imagine they punished Myers. They need a win. They
0: do need a win. All right. So are you worried about either Mixon or Stevenson? in tough matchups. I mean, the Bengals run defense is an absolute beast with DJ reader. And then Mixon is, you know, losing a little bit of playing time Uh, and the Patriots are no picnic here. So I guess talk about these running backs.
2: They're both number two running backs for me. Not as high as I've ranked Ah. them for most of the season. I would start JK Dobbins and Jarek McKinnon over both of them. Wow. In full PPR.
0: Oh my goodness. I kind of get it over Mixon, but over Stevenson, he's just been, so good. That shocks me. Jamie, are you also on that? McKinnon over Stevenson?
3: No. I, I think, you know, M- Stevenson will go back to his role in the passing game now that he's, you know, practicing on a limited basis. And that, I think, still gives him a floor. You know, I'm not going to look at it, what he did catching the ball last week as where he where he's at right now. So I, I think he, he will have a significant role in that regard. And then Nixon, I think you just got to treat him as a number two running back as opposed to a number one. So you're still starting him. But... You know this this Patriots running defense has been a little leaky lately.
0: Yeah, and for all the talk about P Ryan, I mean P Ryan's had almost no touches the last couple weeks. What does he have? It's five touches and eight touches the last two games, but the snaps are down for Mixon. Heath, are you are you ranking Stevenson a little bit lower, expecting Damian Harris to play?
2: I'm just not certain that he's going to have the eight seven to 10 targets that he had. And I do think you look at a couple of difficult matchups he's had over the last few weeks, like against the jets, he had 15 carries for 26 yards. Now he caught six passes for 56 against the bills. He had 10 for 54 yards, six for 24. So 78 total yards. Like if he doesn't score a touchdown and he didn't in either one of those games, then he's not anything more than a number two running back.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, I think you'd say the same thing about McKinnon. Right. Yeah. Uh by the way, the you know the Raiders, they went into the game last week, giving up four yards per carry to running backs. Very good. Now they're giving up four point three because he averaged nine yards per carry against them last week. Um I know most people don't think of the Raiders as a tough matchup, but he had he had a, an unusually good running performance against that team. Um okay. All right, no, it's a it's a fair point. See if the passing game roll comes back. That's it, right? We good with this game? Hayden Oh, if Hayden Hurst plays, would you consider him?
3: Not really with everybody healthy for Cincinnati.
0: And Tyler Boyd is Joel Kobe Myers or Tyler Boyd if you're desperate. Uh, Myers. Myers. And that is it for this game. Bengals DST, always do that, right? Always forget the DST. They're low end starter. Hope you don't have trouble finding a DST this week. You should be good. Seattle's at Kansas City. There have been okay. All right, let's talk about Marquise Goodwin. Here we go.
3: There have been fifteen. This is not the game of the week. What's that? That no, was this? Is not the game of the week.
0: I'm not loving what I'm seeing from Seattle lately. They are. But their
3: fantasy guys will deliver. Sinking. They yeah, just
0: but played the game, 49ers. game of the week has to be a good game. Well, they played the Forty Nine. Who did they lose to before that? They lost to the Panthers. Panthers, Panthers. at home.
3: Red hot Panthers. Yeah. You say you're not loving what you've seen from Seattle, but the Texans almost beat the Chiefs. <laughs> so
0: yeah, but the, what do you think? What's the spread here? Chiefs 10 minus ten. Come on, this can't be the game of the
3: week. But league. it's it's the over under though.
0: This is not this is not the bonanza, Jamie. You're you're confusing game of the week with bonanza.
3: But this this could this could easily be a uh, a forty one twenty seven game.
0: That would not make it the game of the week. It would make it the bonanza. But I have higher standards for game of the week. Has to be a good game. Uh, Anyway, there have been 15 wide receivers with eight or more targets against the Chiefs. 14 of those 15 have scored 12.9 or more PPR fantasy points. And, of course, the only one who didn't was a guy who broke my heart last week, Chris Moore. Four for 42 on nine targets. But can you get eight targets against the Chiefs? If you do, you're going to have at least 12 points, at least 13 points, basically, which is a very nice floor. Tyler Lockett has had 7, 12, 9, and 9 targets in his last four games. Kansas City sees the ninth most wide receiver targets for football. Heath, you're the high guy on Marquise Goodwin. What did you end up projecting for him?
2: I've got him ranked as a high-end number three wide receiver. And i um, well, got five catches for 60 yards and about a 50-50 shot as a touchdown.
3: I'm the high guy on Mar- Marquise Goodwin now, buddy. You are? Nice. Like it.
0: All right, where do you guys have Marquise Goodwin?
3: I just looked. I have him one spot higher than. Me.
0: <laughs> okay, I think you moved. You must have moved them up a little.
3: I adjusted my rankings this morning, so I don't know when you look.
2: I've got him at twenty. Well, I had him twenty-eight, but Chris Moore will move behind him now, so it would be twenty-seven. Is that where you have him, Jamie? We're tied. We're tied.
0: All right, it's it's pretty interesting. Who are some names that you'd start that you'd start Marquise Goodwin over that might surprise people?
3: The Snow guys in Cleveland. So yep. Cooper, I guess, would be the biggest name. Um, Deontay Johnson now with the quarterback change. Um, the one that I'm struggling with, honestly, is Michael Pittman. So they're back to back for me. But Thielen, Chark, Slayton. Ayuk. Ayuk, yeah.
0: Yeah. So Slayton was interesting. You guys both have him ranked ahead of Slayton. I have Slayton at 22, so no. Oh. Okay. Jamie has Slayton at 29 and Goodman at 27. Uh, I guess you have faith in the pa- in the passing game, right? I mean, Geno Smith gets bounces back this week,
2: for sure.
3: I so it's it's interesting to say he bounces back without Tyler Lockett. You know that's a it's a funny thing to hear because he's losing. You know, arguably his best receiver, and um, to expect him to be better. So you you got to hope that garbage time matters here, chasing points that he's throwing a lot. Um, the only thing that makes me a little nervous is Pete Carroll sees that offense on the other side of the ball. Uh, sees that they're a 10-point underdog, and let's just run the ball because we're going to try and slow down the game and, and take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. I, I can see that if Ken Walker's healthy, but I don't know how long that will work. And I think Gino's probably 40-plus attempts again, and so hopefully it's it's he's getting production from either Goodwin or Fant, and, and that's, I think, the two most logical options to help him replace Tyler Lockett.
2: Davis Mills... Had 22 fantasy points against this defense last week. Yeah, Russell Wilson scored 30 fantasy points against this defense two weeks ago. Like this is a spectacular matchup.
0: I can't believe I didn't pick him up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so mad at myself. I can't believe it because I was. This is going to be the difference. I was going to beat Heath. I was going to beat the undefeated
2: team. I can't. Have you it. looked at the uh, at the projected score, the scoring preview? No. You are currently projected to win by 0.69 fantasy points. It
0: would be more like 5.69 if I had Geno Smith on my team. God, idiot. Uh, All right, so Ken Walker or uh, Christian Watson. Walker. Walker. Ken Walker or Juju Smith-Schuster, who's a better flex in this game.
3: Um, Juju and PPR. Yeah,
2: that's t- I don't think of either of those guys in that way. They're both. Uh, yeah. I think top fifteen guys at their position, but I would go Walker.
0: Okay, fine. Ken Walker or the Cowboys running backs.
3: That's both Cowboys right. running backs now.
2: I have it: Pollard, Walker, Elliott. But they're all great starts.
3: All right. Do you get bothered
0: at all by? the fact that the Seahawks give up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers as we talk about Juju Smith-Schuster. Does that do anything for no. you? No. No. Oh, Noah Fan. Here's my Noah Fant stat. He has five games this year with five to seven targets. And here are his fantasy points in those games. 7.9, 10.5, 14.6, 14.2, 14.2. So that is four games out of five with double-digit PPR fantasy points when Noah Fan has had five to seven targets. Uh, that's pretty good. Obviously, we have a void to fill here with Tyler Lockett. The Chiefs are 19th against tight ends. They're not that bad, but they're not great. Uh, so, yeah, where like, would you start Noah Fant over the Saints guys, uh, over David Njoku? You'd have, you'd have to, right? Over Njoku, for sure, and Saints guys, yes. Okay, yes. so let's get out of that game, then. Would you start Noah Fant, who's, by the way, on the injury report, or um, George Kittle? Kittle? Kittle. Fant or... Mark Andrews.
3: Andrews, if Jackson plays. Andrews.
0: How about a somewhat struggling TJ Hawkinson?
2: Hawkinson.
3: Hawkinson. All
0: right. Fant is, however, you know, in play. Top 15 for you guys. Where's Dave have him? 12. Okay. Uh, Kansas City running backs. You want to talk a little bit? We already discussed it a little bit, but Jamie, how do you think it plays out? So the Seahawks are another really good matchup for Pacheco, and it's just so funny. If he had had not fumbled maybe last week, people might be a little bit higher on him this week. I I get the sense that they aren't. Uh, But, yeah, your thoughts on the Kansas City running backs. I know you like McKinnon better, but how do you see it playing out?
3: I think you just have to start McKinnon based on what he's done, and then you consider Pacheco as a high-end flex. And so just hope that, A, he's not punished, and, B, that they give him some opportunities to potentially score. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has 80 yards rushing again. You know, it's kind of been where he's lived when he's been, you know, used prior to last week and one or two catches. So I I think, you know, I'll I'll go back to that, that foursome that I referenced before of Mostert, Murray, Dylan, Swift. He's right behind those guys, you know? So, you know, if like, I have one team where um, I have uh, Josh Jacobs and I've been kind of cycling through my second running back. And my choices are Pacheco, Zach Moss, Zonovan Knight, and uh, the Panthers guys. I'm starting Pacheco. Overnight? Yes. Okay. If, if it was if it was not Zach Wilson, then I thought that there would be a role in the passing game for him, and then I would start Knight.
2: Yeah, I've got Knight ahead of Pacheco still. I, I do think Pacheco has some significant upside in terms of the guys who are ranked as flexes. But he's also, like this was his fourth fumble. I think he is in that category of guys that if he fumbles in the game, he probably doesn't play again. Um yeah, good so point. I think he could get benched for good.
0: He does have eighty-two or more total yards in six straight games. So that's what that's giving you a you know a decent floor. He's not killing you. Doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, doesn't catch a ton of passes, uh, and fumbles, Isaiah Pacheco. Jarek McKinnon, you said you like him more than Ken Walker. Uh how about David Montgomery or Jarek McKinnon?
3: You know my answer. Mm-hmm. Um Montgomery. <laughs>
0: All right. So let's go to
3: I have a jared McKinnon dilemma. That's I'll it. see what you say, Adam. He uh, he gave me his answer yesterday. Start Mahomes, so, start Kelsey. Go uh, ahead. In in one league where I was the one seed, so i uh, had a buy playing the four seed, I think. Um I my 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 team has been basically Mahomes and Kelsey. And I've been rotating through. This is the team I referenced, Christian Watson. So, playing Juju. So, three Chiefs. Um, A.J. Brown's my other receiver. And I'm playing Christian Kirk because I think he's going to be okay despite the weather tonight. But that's also question one. So, my running backs, for the most part, have been Miles Sanders and Jamal Williams, Brian Robinson, sort of cycling through. But I have Dobbins now. So, I'm playing Dobbins and I have McKinnon. Do I go all in on the Chiefs? No. And play McKinnon, Mahomes, Juju and Kelsey.
0: Miles Sanders over McKinnon.
3: I don't know if I can do it. You're going to go McKinnon? I think so.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say that no hurts is good for Miles Sanders, but it might be good for Miles Sanders. I I agree. They're going to lean on him and maybe throw to him more.
2: I think Miles Sanders and McKinnon are both remarkably similar because either one of them could be like a top three running back this week. And either one of them could have 12 touches for 40 yards and no scores.
3: I could bench Juju. Uh,
2: No, I I don't think he'd do that. Juju has
0: been, man, so good in five of his last six games with a normal snap share. is sixteen, sixteen point eight 16.8 or more PPR fantasy points in five of his last six basically normal games. Um, I don't know. We can do a YouTube poll.
1: You want want the YouTubers?
0: I think Kirk was was who I said I'd bench, right? All right, so, Schaefer, why don't we do a YouTube poll and let our audience decide. Who do you bench? What's full PPR?
3: Full PPR. He's like 17.
2: How many options can you have on YouTube poll?
0: Four options, but you're going to bench one of these three guys, right? Kirk, Juju, uh, no. Oh, yeah. Kirk, Juju, Sanders, McKinnon, bench one? Yes. Okay. Can Can we make that happen? Give me a thumbs up.
2: Okay, cool. I think uh, Kirk's going to win that poll. Ne- he was the worst last week. So that's how usually the <laughs> Masses decide. I Who's think- going to lose it? I think Kirk will be the one to get benched by the poll. He well, was Sanders the
3: was the worst poll. last week of that
0: group. Oh, it's oh, true. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think McKinnon's going to win the poll.
3: <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back,
0: we'll talk about the choice. Well, when you
3: win, do you, that means you sit?
0: <laughs> yeah, you sit. Right. You, you win the poll and you sit. Uh, you uh, take a break. That's what you do. We'll be back on FFT.
2: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
0: Chargers and Colts. Well, the Chargers are terrible in the red zone. 26th in touchdown rate in the red zone. The Colts allow the third highest conversion rate in the red zone. So hopefully the Chargers can explode here. Unfortunately, they face a lot of bad red zone teams and they just still suck in the red zone. But that's what's holding back Justin Herbert. That's what's holding back some of these players. Justin Herbert has four games this season with more than 23.7 fantasy points. Three of them were in the first four weeks of the year. Last year, he did that eight times, more than 23.7 fantasy points. So it just hasn't been the same boom season. Obviously, you got the injuries. But my first question, well, guys, you just, you're just you ranking Justin Herbert in the top six, top five for both of you, actually. His production hasn't really justified that. Jamie, justify the confidence that you have in Herbert.
3: Well, I would say two games ago, he looked like Justin Herbert again. You know, first game back with a healthy Mike Williams for a full game and Keenan Allen for a full game uh, in what seemed like forever. And it was so disappointing to see what happened against the Titans, you know. And so I don't know if that was getting just confused a little bit by some things Mike Vrabel did and the defense, but the fact that he didn't light up that secondary at home was so frustrating. So you have to take that into account. I still think, though, whenever he has his full complement of weapons – he's going to look like Justin Herbert. And so this Colts team, this move to me is even more further. We're tanking um, with benching Matt Ryan again, because I don't think Ryan is the reason why they've been losing games. And so pace of play is going to be a little bit of an issue because of the Colts. I don't think you should look at what this uh, um, secondary gave up last week as an indication of where they are. But I don't think they're also as good as the numbers indicate. What I mean by that is you know Kirk Cousins could lit them up in the second half. But... You know so Herbert can do that, but I, I think this is just one of those situations where I'm buying into the talent, I'm buying into the talent around him, and I hope that Brandis Daly and, and Lombardi don't screw it up again.
2: Like, that's the whole thing. Like, I know the red zone struggles, but you've got Mike Williams now and Keenan Allen, and you had some guys going deeper. Like, he's averaging 6.3 air yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. The bottom five in that stat Matt Ryan, Justin Herbert. Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford—one yeah. of these things is not like the other. Let yeah. him throw the ball down the field. I want—I want
0: to dig into that a little bit, though, because they, he throws to his running backs more than anyone else. So I wonder if he actually does have a fairly good amount of d- intermediate and deep throws. But just because he throws to Eckler so much, it pulls down the A dot. But, but point taken. They are very conservative. All right. So Herbert start. Eckler start. Eckler's a little bit limited lately, but yeah, you know, stardom. Uh, Keenan Allen is top 13 in, in non-PPR, so obviously he's higher than that in full PPR. Mike Williams is top 15 for you guys. Go right back. Heath, he's back to being Mike Williams. is a boomer bust every week. Um, Why the confidence in Mike Williams this week?
2: Um, Because the booms are so great because we have so many games being played in adverse conditions, and Mike Williams is playing indoors, and because like while he is boom or bust his floor this season in the games that he's stayed healthy over the last 6 or 7 games hasn't been too bad. Like last week I guess was a bust, but he had 10.7 PPR fantasy points. That's not what the
3: bust used to be. Mhm.
0: Uh Josh Palmer, starter sit.
3: That's no. it. Yeah, this By the way, that if you didn't see it, the the throw at the end of the game from Herbert to Mike Williams. Yeah. Is one of the more amazing throws you'll ever see.
0: Maybe do that five times a game. The best throw he made this year, as I recall, was on that Thursday night game against the Chiefs to DeAndre Carter. Uh, I don't. It's hard for me to even remember what it was, like up the seam. I just remember being completely blown away by it. But he does that a lot. Yeah.
3: He's also another uh, potential Pro Bowl snub national TV game. This is what you missed.
0: Does anyone really give
3: a crap about going to the Pro Bowl, though? I mean, they, they care about the, the the bonuses that they get for being named to it. Yeah.
2: Did Did you see the video? I mean, what team did it? One of the teams had a video this week of their coach telling the guys they made the Pro Bowl, and those oh, guys cared a lot. Oh, it was the lot.
3: best video you watch all week. It was Ron Rivera telling the guys yeah. in in the Commanders. It's, I mean, if you if you don't cry at the at the end, I don't want to spoil it. But if you don't oh. cry at the end, you got you got issues. Oh, that's cool.
0: <laughs> hey, you're gonna go do a skills competition. And play flag football. That's cool, though. I, 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 that's cool. All right. Anyway, uh, it's hard to know exactly what Kenny Moore means to the Colts defense, but since he's been out the last two games, they have been much worse against the pass. Gerald Everett, Heath, you still have him as a start in, in PPR. He is number 12 per game in PPR. He catches four or five passes every week. Uh, is it just
2: a floor play with Gerald Everett? It's just a floor play. And I don't think it's impossible that he could score a touchdown. Like he's, he's getting you in that eight to nine, eight to 10 point range. His targets have not been as impacted as I thought they might be, having both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on the field. And it's an awful—at like I, at the beginning of the week, I was thinking I would definitely have David Njoku and Juwan Johnson and ahead of him, but I can't do that anymore. So Noah Fant or Gerald Everett?
3: I've got Everett. Uh, I, I have Fant this week just for the upside.
0: Let's talk about the Colts here. Who's a better flex, Zach Moss or Michael Pittman?
3: Pittman. Pittman.
0: Why is it that we're not starting Zach Moss against this Chargers defense?
3: Well, A, it's Zach Moss. B, it's Nick Foles. C, it's the Colts. D, it's Zach Moss. <laughs> e, it's Nick Foles.
2: <laughs> um, all right, and then that's it. it Start Pittman. We, we don't have any guarantee that Zach Moss is even even going to lead the Colts running backs in touches is also another part of the problem. Like if it was a certain thing, if we had three games in a row where Zach Moss was getting fifteen to twenty touches every week, then I think that would be a different situation. But we don't have any guarantee at all. Um, I think last time that they went and added Jordan Wilkins because they added Jordan Wilkins to their practice squad again. He came in and was their passing downs back.
3: Okay, and then Mike. It would be Pittman. very it would be very Colts to bench Quentin Nelson, start Nick Foles. And go with Jordan Wilkins.
0: Uh, would you start Michael Pittman or DJ Moore against the
3: Lions? I actually like DJ Moore this week, so I know. That's Kind of easy call for me. Isn't
2: that crazy? I've got Pittman ahead of Moore, but they're both within three or four spots. Come on,
3: course. Heath. This okay. is your week. Yeah, come on. Heath. Your week, Vindication man. week. This is what? this is Heath Cummings week.
2: I, yeah. For, for I, from what DJ Moore has taught me this season is when I get excited <laughs> about DJ Moore, it's the wrong time. So now would be I'm going to stay where hey. I'm at on him. And you guys, he's had, uh, he's had three
3: games with Sam Darnold. Two of them have been great.
2: Yeah. All right. I'm not sure how many games we have left. Three or four. Vegas is
0: at Pittsburgh. Stat of the game: A running back has scored at least one rushing touchdown in seven of the last eight games against that, Las Vegas.
2: How is that the stat of the game? I sent you the stat of the game. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I've got to find it now, but I just assumed that you would have it on the ready so that you could read it off. Derek you Carr said, stinks, "Thank you."
0: Stinks in cold weather. Well, the right. reason why I went with the Najee Harris stat, a running back has scored at least one rushing touchdown in seven of the last eight games against the Raiders because you guys are pretty different. Last I checked on Najee Harris.
2: Cold weather car. He has played eight games in his career in 40 degrees or below. This game is projected. Only I, what? Only, Only eight. eight. Um, he is one in seven. His team has averaged 16 points per game. He's completed 56% of his passes, thrown nine touchdowns and eight interceptions in those eight games, has a passer rating of 72.9, and has averaged 13.1 fantasy points per game. He's played four games in freezing temperatures, and it's even worse, 11.3 fantasy points per game for Derek Carr in freezing temperatures.
0: So, any hesitation on
2: Devontae Adams? (laughs) Uh, I dropped him down to like 12th.
3: He's playing cold, though. I think he's all
2: right. Yeah, he might be the the skeleton key for for Derek Carr (laughs) in cold weather. He's got the cold weather receiver now.
0: All right, so I'll sum up the Raiders then. Sit Derek Carr. Everyone's got him around 20th. Start Josh Jacobs. Start Devontae Adams. Sit the other receivers, and Darren Waller is a start. I mean, he's a tight end. Jamie, you're the highest on Waller. You have him fourth and non, or, well, I don't know. As of this morning, you had him fourth and non and sixth and full.
3: Uh, I have not tweaked my non-PPR rankings. He'll be lower and he's seventh in full PPR.
0: Okay. Uh, Dalton Schultz or Darren Waller?
3: Uh, that's the the tipping point for me right now so I have Waller one spot ahead of Schultz. I do too.
0: You're going to move Njoku down, right, Jamie?
3: You got him seventh of what I'm seeing. Uh, you have you need to refresh, my friend.
0: Uh, <laughs> you have Njoku 13th. Okay, that makes more sense. There you go. Uh, okay, so then let's go to the Steelers. We're going to sit Pick it. Starter sit Najee Harris. Jamie, you like him. Heath doesn't really like him quite as much in full PPR. Uh go ahead, Jamie.
3: So I, I think, you know, what you've seen from Najee Harris is is clearly I think what you should expect. You know, lack of work in the passing game, chance to get, you know, eighty two hundred yards rushing and chance to score. The fact that, you know, the unfortunate passing of Franco Harris, I cannot see a scenario where Mike Tomlin does not try to give Najee Harris the opportunity to have a big game to let those fans celebrate somebody wearing the Harris jersey and go nuts in that stadium in a primetime game. Najee Harris may be a top five running back this week, you know, I mean, just based on how uh, that city feels about that name. Clearly, different player, different person, but um, it, it could be a huge, huge Najee Harris game to celebrate Franco Harris on the night that they were supposed to retire his jersey, the 50th year of the Immaculate Reception, and he passes away. Um, I, it would not shock me at all if, if that. That game is all about Najee Harris.
0: Yeah, just as a running back, especially you know? in
3: cold weather too. Like just, it just you know it sets up for a run game, a Pittsburgh run game, right? Right. You know, like this, 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 this feels like old school Steeler football in this matchup.
0: All right, Heath. From the, I guess you're taking it from the non intangible side here, but you still have him pretty low, 24th in non PPR, 27th in full PPR for Harris.
2: Um, go ahead yeah I mean, i I just think it's all about whether he scores a touchdown. He's been absolutely awful for with Jalen War on the field um in terms of fantasy production and it's whether or not he gets into the end zone last week he it was a a, a Steelers run game game. he ran the ball twenty four times and gave you eighty six yards and did not have a target or he, and he scored target. didn't no no he didn't have a target he did score yeah
0: so it's actually even scarier. look at the last three games that he scored one touchdown in. He scored 10.9, 13.0, and 14.6 points per game. I'll take away the 10.9 game because that was the Colts game he, he left with the injury. So he scored in two straight games, 13 points and 14.6 PPR fantasy points, which is fine. Uh, it's not great. But one of those we, games was Baltimore. He only had 12 carries for 33
2: yards. We, we've seen multiple games over the last two months where he gets 20 touches and can't get to double-digit fantasy points unless he gets into the end zone.
0: Yeah. Um, he probably needs two touchdowns to have a a, a great game, and he so, could.
2: It, like if the narrative part that like if that if that's what the Steelers are doing then and you may be able to do that against the Raiders.
0: Okay, uh, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you t- trivia here. There are three running backs that have 100 and hold on. Let's see. Three running backs out of 28 that have 150 150 or more carries and only have zero or one run of 20-plus yards. So, again, uh, 150 or more carries and zero or one run of 20-plus yards this year. Three of them. Can you name the running backs?
2: I know it's not Latavius Murray because I've seen his two 20-plus-yard carries. So these guys are worse than Latavius Murray.
0: Najee Harris is one of them. He has the most carries, 211 carries and one big play.
2: Two Um, others. I mean, just based on your history, I'm going to guess David
3: McConaughey. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You typically put Zeke in this category, too. Is he one?
0: No. No. um, Uh, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams has two. Leonard Fournette is the third. Oh. Okay. Uh, Deontay Johnson or Michael Pittman?
3: Pittman. Right now, Pittman. That could change.
0: Deontay Johnson or... Ah, Marquise Goodwin.
3: Goodwin for me. Goodwin right now.
0: Drake London or Deontay?
3: Deontay. Deontay.
0: Uh, what do you think about Pat Fryermuth and struggling lately? No catches last week, dealing with an injury. What do you think here?
3: I don't like He three. has quarterback back. He does.
0: He's been very matchup dependent. You know, Carolina is actually pretty good against tight ends, Raiders are not.
3: See, that's a myth, though. Raiders are actually pretty good against fans.
0: Okay, yeah, very we can go through heavy. that, right? They gave up four touchdowns to Kelsey in Week Five, none since.
3: But it's very top heavy.
0: Fifty-seven yards to Akins in Week Seven. Kylan Granson, no, fifty-seven or more yards to Akins, Kylan Granson, and Gerald Everett lately. So you don't think it's a good matchup?
3: I don't think it's as good as the numbers indicate because I think it's very skewed from what happened early in the season.
0: So you want to sit Friermuth?
3: I, I mean, once for me, once I get past you know, like tight end five, it's like okay, who's who has a chance to get you know probably north of five targets, and I think we'll get north of five targets with Kenny Pickett back under center. So I'd start him over Najoku. I would still start him over Fant. Um, I'd start him over Comet. I start him over Jawan John Johnson. You know, so he's tenth for me.
2: Yeah, he's he's outside of my top twelve. I would start um, I would start Fant and um, Everett over him. We have three games
0: left, and these three games have about five starters combined. So we won't take long on them. I will check in with our YouTube poll. Sit one of these players in full PPR. Miles Sanders, Jarek McKinnon, Juju Smith-Schuster, Christian Kirk. One of these guys has 54% of the vote, and no one else has more than 20%. (laughs) Who do you think is running away with the sit one of these players poll?
3: Kirk. It's either Sanders or Kirk.
0: It is Christian Kirk. What are you going to do?
3: I don't know. See what the weather is tonight by the time it kicks off. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right, let's go to Atlanta at Baltimore.
3: I have a lot of Trevor Lawrence this week, so I like to just continue to go all in with the Jaguars in the rain feels awful. Yeah.
0: Um Atlanta at Baltimore is are JK Dobbins and Mark Andrews the only guys you're starting? Uh well, actually we have to talk about Lamar Jackson. All right, let's do the Falcons first. Heath, the Falcons.
2: No, thank you. <laughs> uh Tyler Algier is a, a flex. Drake London is a a low-end number three wide receiver, better in PPR than in non. I would start London over Algier, but he's not a top 30 wide receiver, and Algier's not a top 30 running back.
0: Okay. Jamie, Lamar Jackson, if he plays, would be, would be QB what for you? Uh, 13. Okay. So Minshew ahead of him? Yes. Uh, all right, and then J.K. Dobbins is the start of the week. We like him quite a bit. Sit Gus Edwards, sit DeMarcus Robinson, Mark Andrews. Who would you guys start over Mark Andrews?
3: Of uh, the non-normal variety, I guess it's just Dawson Knox.
0: I don't even know what the normal variety is anymore. I would sort of have an Ingram over him. Even with the I would start Ingram
3: over him as well. But to me, he's he's surpassed Mark Andrews at this point until I see <laughs> something from Andrews.
0: Well... I think seeing some the something that I want to see from Andrews is Lamar Jackson.
3: At least you can. He wasn't wasn't exactly great the last couple of games with Lamar Jackson.
2: I think he was in the, you know, 11 ish PPR range, right? And I think two of his last four games with Jackson either Andrews left after 10 snaps or Lamar left after 10 snaps. Like that. They've only got like two games together in the last two months that they both played.
0: Yeah. I think the last game he played, the last, yeah, he was right around 50, 60 yards for. Four, six catches, you know, 11-ish PPR fantasy points, three straight games with Lamar Jackson. So I would start that over Evan Ingram. I just don't know if we're going to know that because of the weather. I don't know that we're going to know if Lamar Jackson's playing by tonight. Uh, Okay. Well, it's
3: Saturday game, right? Yeah. So if he does not practice again, you got to assume what his designation is. I
0: don't want to shortchange this game. I feel like we covered it. So you'd start Dalton Schultz over Andrews?
3: I would as of now, yeah.
2: I would not. I don't like Schultz very much.
0: Uh, How about Dallas Goddard or Mark Andrews?
3: I'd start Goddard over. Yeah.
0: Houston at Tennessee. Okay. I don't really want to get... I mean, this is just the Derrick Henry show. What do you think about... I mean, Derrick Henry is a slam Start Derrick
3: Henry and a Texans wide receiver will be a number three receiver. Cooks or more.
0: And who do you prefer?
3: Right now, Cooks. Probably Cooks, but... Okay.
0: Are we done with the Jeff Driscoll tight end experiment, or do you think it's
2: worth a look? I I was never participating in that. (laughs) Done.
0: Okay. That's, That's it. All right. Titans DST is in play. Top nine for everyone. Uh, Saints at Browns. (laughs) I don't think I've ever previewed a game quite like that. Um, All right, how much do you like Kamara and Chubb? Just to repeat something we said an hour ago.
3: Jamie? Kamara, number two. Chubb, borderline number one. Keep an eye on the health for Chubb. If Chubb is out, Kareem Hunt is a very good number two running back.
0: Uh, it is really avoid the passing game, at basically all costs. Would you start Brandon Cooks over Amari Cooper? Would we go that low?
3: Uh, that is exactly where I have both those guys right now. So I have Cooks. I, I lied what I said before. I have Cooks, Cooper, Chris Moore.
2: I think I would probably... I, I, like, am doing everything I can, scraping the waiver wire to not start a wide receiver in this game. This This could be a game where there's, like negative net passing yards
3: I cooper really, has been clearly dealing with something because he's on the injury report every week with the hip problem yeah he has not connected well with deshaun watson watson has had a better connection with donovan peoples jones um the scored in two of three games with watson but again you're talking about a, the, the number one team against tight ends and the saints granted some of it is who they played but the numbers are the numbers and the weather's going to be awful absolutely awful yeah. you know now we said that going into the Buffalo game last week, and for three quarters it was not awful, and so take that into account. But I think everything that you're seeing and reading, and if you're following it, it sounds like uh, what you call it—the cyclone bomb, Heath. It's the bomb cyclone. Um, bomb, bomb cyclone. Yeah. Uh, that does not sound fun. So could just be absolutely terrible. The Saints are altering their travel plans to get to Cleveland. It just—it just seems like it's a—it's a terrible game.
0: I, I mean, I feel like Camara could be really good. I don't know what kind of upside you guys think he has. I know he never scores and isn't catching passes now, but he's had, he's had a tough schedule this year, but he usually comes through in the easier matchups.
3: Uh, I guess I'll just... I, I, I mean, you're starting, you know, it's a matter of like the situation I'm dealing with, you know, where you got good options and you just got to figure out who's the, the odd man out.
0: Well, you would would you start McKinnon or Kamara?
3: I'd start McKinnon. Oh
0: McKinnon. my gosh. Both of you would.
3: Yep. Wow. In non PBR, I start Kamara. Man,
0: I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. All right. That's it for I mean, this. The guy's,
3: the guy's got 66 PPR points in the last two games.
0: I know, but his touchdowns are so fluky.
3: But what if Pacheco is benched? <laughs> like, well, you know, that, okay, that'd be another story. You know whose touchdowns are not fluky? <laughs> the how guy who doesn't the man score them. Yes. Uh, I do think Taysom Hill is an interesting play here because of how the weather is going to unfold. Sure.
0: All right, going to be some interesting things to watch. I would actually come to Saints. Saturday.
3: I would play Taysom Mill over Dalton this week.
0: Well? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. All uh, right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for watching and, and listening. Good luck to you. We have a live stream today at 2 p.m. Eastern. We'll hopefully have updated uh, weather information for the Jets-Jaguars game. We'll see you Did then. If in- talk a few
3: more minutes, I'm up to the box.
0: You- YouTube.com slash fantasyfootballtoday. <laughs> it's not that late. Later.